You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everyone, to another episode. Uh, what is it? Episode forty of the full broadside. The big four zero. Yeah, the big four zero. I don't know if that's worth celebrating. I think fifty is probably the big one, but yeah, we're gonna knock them out before too long, and we'll have fifty. But hey, we made forty, so I mean, I guess that's worth something, right? Hey, does that mean we're over the hill yet? <laughs> Maybe I suppose. <laughs> I don't know I'm as far as podcasts go. Or do we save 40s. that for episode fifty? <laughs> 40s a ways off. I don't want to talk about that yet. Can we just... Uh, yeah, 40s is a long time ago for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. So now I'm the young one. Great. You, you awesome. are. You Thanks, are. <laughs> and, and if Nimitz was here, <laughs> he, you'd still be the young one. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess this means uh, uh, we got to do introductions first. Yeah. KJ, how you doing? I'm doing all right, sir. How about you? Eh, you know, another day, another dollar, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> that the wife's already got spent. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know well, how that works. <laughs> oh, I, I know how. Well, I already told you that earlier. The thing, you know, it's just, you always got to do, if you want to spend something on, that you want to do, you always have to go, hey, look, something a little shiny for you. Like that, that the, takes your attention away from what you spend it on. Distractions, yes. They, exactly. They, they do work, yeah. <laughs> and Mando but, knows. See, Mando knows. I, I, wife and I have been together like, I forget, close to, yeah, and see, this is why I'm a male. I forget these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think officially, All you got to like, remember is, yes, dear. That's yeah, all you got to remember. Uh, yeah, that you normally works, but that's got her uh, raising her eyebrow every time I say that. Like, okay, are you in trouble? What What haven't I caught you doing yet? And, uh, and, and I can't really do the distraction because if I hand her something pretty, she's like, okay, it's not my birthday. What did you do? <laughs> so I got to come up with more crazy, inventive things these days. That's like what Kate, happens when you marry the smart one. KJ <sighs> had some great advice for one of our young uh, um, clan members the other day and just said, when you wake up in the morning and you see your, your loved one, just say, I'm sorry. And, exactly. And just... <laughs> Just and just bank the I'm sorry for the rest of the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nightmare. How's how's it been going for you? I know you've been doing a lot of uh, uh, what is it uh, play by play type stuff for uh, the racing commentary. Game? Yeah. Commentary. Um, Color commentary. Are you the you the jokey fun one or the the serious by the by the book guy? Uh, I I kind of fluctuate. It depends on who my co commentator is, uh, but. Uh, no, I've been doing uh, Final Fantasy One randomizer commentary. Uh, we just finished up the spring tournament race, which was the biggest race that we had put on. Um, we managed; we had like eighty some odd people uh, uh, sign up to participate at the start, and uh, we only had a handful of them uh, fall out due to uh, personal reasons, and. Uh, as everything whittled down, uh, we went through the brackets of 64, and uh, it just finished. And we did a uh, big, long bonus stream of uh, 
really crazy flags and everything last night, and uh, I was doing commentary for four hours as people raced <laughs> with an old NES game, and it was a blast. Um, especially because I had been streaming for like nine hours before this, so by the uh, end of it, I was way out of it. Uh, but so when, yeah, when you say old NES game, is that like eight bit, sixteen bit? What? How old are we 8-bit, talking? Eight bit, like the Nintendo Entertainment System. Like wow. the whole blow it and then put it in. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about here. Um, except it's been we the randomizer program has gone through and fixed a lot of the bugs in that game, like some of the things uh, that they're supposed to do, like uh, uh, reduce the their defense or make them easier to hit, actually made you easier to hit or made it harder for you to hit them. Uh, so the original game was very broken. The randomizer devs have gone through and fixed a lot of those bugs, added some quality of life things, made the transitions faster, gave you an auto run. Um, uh, on top of the 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 main gimmick of it, which is randomized, and so everything is random, and it's so deep. There's so many different combinations you can do. Basically, took an old game that was pretty much barely playable, and made a new game out of it that has near infinite replayability, and it's awesome. Oh well, hopefully you got a little voice left tonight. Maybe. <laughs> man oh how you've been doing i'm super thanks for asking um <laughs> life is good no we're, we were having a good time i know nightmare and i were on in game what was it uh, yesterday morning i was out of town for the last few days doing some family business i was up in vermont so shout out to all of our northeast coast um listeners or fans up you know players up there beautiful country um and yes i ordered a huge plate of maple syrup with a side of pancakes and it was delicious so yeah no life is good man it's good to be back and uh good to back in in the game and um ready to talk about some warships all right on and and we've got looks like a, a pretty lively chat room tonight great war is here crimson moon hero paladin of argyle uh, looks like Silfrena Nahal is here, and uh, also Dragonmaster23. So, thanks everybody for for showing up and hanging out with us tonight, and uh, already flipping the screen all the way up to the next level on my freaking chat room here. So it's it's, it's <laughs> and I haven't even started the memes yet. I know. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. So that that's a good thing. I'd rather see that what the chat room has to say, not memes all over the place. <laughs> oh wait, you want to see memes on no, the no, 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 no. Deep breath, no memes. Let's let's back off on the memes just a, little, a wee bit anyway. <laughs> at least to start anyway, yeah. Yeah, at least least to start. Oh god, here they come. And and that's 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 <laughs> and we're already in the tank. Here we go. Um, you know, there's there has been we you know, we we missed last week because well, last week we had a show, but we didn't really cover a lot of the div notes uh, or dev notes, and there's been an awful lot of things coming uh, for ten six. We're in what ten five now, so now when the aircraft go overhead and they're shooting at you, you can see all of the machine gun fire coming at you. And honestly, I still am unable to avoid the stuff with a DD because I see it coming down, and I'm like, <laughs> how do I maneuver out of this without hitting other ships or plowing? into something so i don't know it's going to take more practice but at any rate 
coming in 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 10 6 they've got some div notes here that i wanted to go over and see what you guys had to think um the first one being dutch cruisers part one is going to be launched in 10 6 uh looks like there's a handful of ports that they've added uh rotterdam a uh, couple of different versions of rotterdam uh, some permanent camouflages that are coming out for tier 7 through 10 which are kind of neat looking and then they, they've got some some stats on some of these ships and whatnot the uh, the Eindracht the Arlem the Johan de Witt uh, Golden Liu and then they got a flying Dutchman camouflage which really looks like you know everybody wears out you know deer hunting <laughs> It's, it's like I got, I was wearing my my blaze orange and it was snowing. That's that's what I think of when I see that. So. Oh yeah, well, I, mean, I, I can see it now. Like somebody got drunk with the spray paint on the side of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of neat. And then they added Netherlands nation uh, emblems and stuff, which is kind of neat. And I mean, there's some flags and it looks like a patch, a little windmill. Which okay, who's gonna wear a windmill around as their icon when when somebody gets sunk and you're gonna see a windmill? Okay. Oh wow, that's really intimidating. <laughs> but whatever. Well, I mean, Dante <laughs> thought so. I mean, if you're Dutch, you might. I mean, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, but Don Quixote was a he was a, a Spaniard, you know. So I, I don't know. He was also mental, but I mean, well, he, he, he was clearly mental. Well, and then that gets just to the to the to the commanders that they have too. They've got a Dasha wearing her little pigtails, which kind of a, kind of looks like she belongs on the side of a, a stick of butter. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. that's the yeah. first thing that I saw when I was like, boy, it looks like they're selling me butter or, or some sort of a dairy product anyway. But the guy to her right almost looks like uh, the, the fabled Don Quixote. So that was kind of an but interesting look. What's a Michelle de Ruder? De Ruder? Yeah, Michelle de, de Ryder. Yeah. De Ryder. Yeah, I'm, I'm better at pronouncing these than, than I was hey. uh, at anything else. <laughs> Well, speaking of those Dutch ships, uh, Prime Gaming just gave away the Tier 4 for free. Yes. I haven't yep. tried it yet, but it, it's there in my port. Yeah, mm -hmm. I so have it too. It's actually a really fun to play. Hmm. So yeah, if, so you're a, if you're a listener or tune in the show, if you go get your Twitch Prime account and get it, um, court, you know, what do you call it, synced up with your World of Warships account. And there's lots of free giveaways. Um, and this time around, there was a giveaway for the Tier 4 Dutch Cruiser. And it's actually really decent and fun to play. I, I'm I'm impressed. It's one of those Tier 4s that I will definitely keep in my port and, um, you know, for when we help go down to the lower tiers and, and uh, what do they call it, Seal Club in the lower tiers. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun yeah. ship. Well, not only... Uh, that, but uh, they changed up the recruitment tokens to community tokens. Yeah. Um, and changed that with the Twitch drops also, which you need to have Amazon Prime linked to your Wargaming to get those Twitch drops on any stream that happens to be streaming World of Warships. I wonder, I wonder who does that. Yeah. 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 We have a streamer here. So insert shameless plug here. No, a shameless plug would be you can also use that Twitch Prime to sub for free for one month to any streamer out there. Such as Nightmare, who's got a Twitch channel, right? No, there I'm you not, go. Shameless I do, but I mean, that would be a shameless plug, but I wasn't going to go there. Well, well I will. Way to go, Mando. <laughs> yeah. Attaboy. <laughs> Sell our buddy. Nice. 
Uh, anyway, there's there's brawls coming. Looks like uh, July nineteenth to twenty sixth with tier sevens three v three, and then again August second through ninth at tier six. So that'll be interesting. Those, yeah, I was gonna say those look kind of interesting for the six and sevens brawls. Yeah, and a combat mission and stuff, of course, like they do with everything else that launches. But the neat thing here is bot changes coming in 10.6. Mm-hmm. The bots will now be able to change speed to dodge torpedoes. Uh, right. Which, honestly, whenever I've been up against bots, it's it's a free-for-all. I mean, everybody's just spamming them, and they're going down because they are just they just keep coming. And it's great right. when it's a slow battleship that's a bot. Well, I can just float around in my DD and just torp, torp, torp. And I don't have to just figure, okay, the guy's going to turn, he's going to turn in, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. No, I don't have to worry about that. I just put it on the on the marker, launch it up, and pew, off they go. And every one of them hits them. It's not hard to, to sink a bot. So this hopefully will make changes and make it a little bit harder. Um, looks like they've also reduced the possibility of bots colliding with islands and operations training and co-op battles. Um, and then there's some more permanent camouflages and stuff coming. Some more flags, all kinds of fun stuff. St. Petersburg port, all kinds of fun stuff. So... Moving on from that, have, but have ahead. they changed the possibility of me from colliding with islands? No, out there? that's what I no, want to know. Uh, no, no, you're still SOL, buddy. <laughs> they they had something in the game for that. It's called collision avoidance system. I know, which on. usually ends up with me com- commenting w- w- to the likes of who puts an island there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't go all Austin I, Powers on them. Yeah, I've run into more islands with a collision avoidance turned on than I do exactly. without it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I turned it off. I dislike it. So <laughs> Yeah, I turned it off a long time ago. Right. Now, uh, also 10-6, new ships on the horizon. Uh, they've added another, like we need another American battleship, but here comes the Kearsage at Tier 9. Um I don't know. A lot of love for Tier 9 all of a sudden. Yeah. It almost seems to me like they're throwing a bunch of them out there at Tier 9 so that we can have another Tier 9 clan battles before too long. It would not surprise me. That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, uh, they've done, what, two dockyards at Tier 9 already? Uh, So, yeah. Then they took out a bunch of uh, good Tier 9 ships. So well, the hiccup with this one, or I should say, the gimmick—that's that's Mando's word. Didn't mean to steal it from you there, but uh, it's okay. It, 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 it's it's armed with twelve four oh six guns, similar to the North Carolina. It says it has a good firing range, a larger large amount of HP, which is not a surprise, being an American battleship. But according to the original concept that the United States had uh, in uh, apparently was a hybrid developed in the second half of the 1930s, this ship is armed with a squadron of attack aircraft armed with Tiny Tim rockets. Ooh. And they also have a good amount of HP, a high chance of causing fire, and good armor penetration. So now the Japanese hybrids have bled over to the United States. <laughs> Yippee. More aircraft in the sky. Just what we need. <laughs> yeah, more, more planes with high damage tiny timber rockets for us DD players. Yay. Yeah, yeah. It's time to retire my DDs again, I think. I, I just got excited about them again and was playing them a lot and enjoying them and now this. So I don't know. Yeah, But what I'm kind of curious is this like, this is, the, this is supposed to be the Kearsage, right? 
or the Kearsage? Which is it? Because they have it li- labeled. If you look at it, it's the K-E-A-R-S-A-R-G-E is what it's listed as. But if you actually read what it says, they've misspelled it like three different times. Yeah, yeah. Kearsage <laughs> is what it says at the, under American Battleship Kearsage Tier 9. Right. Then if you look at the actual photo, it says Kearsarge. Kearsarge. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that is interesting. I'm am, sure I playing, am I playing a ship or am I taking a girl to prom? Yeah, I, I you know, yeah. I mean, that that's yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? Maybe get her into into gaming. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's very few women uh, that play this game that I found. We have a few on our Discord, and and a new one that just joined our our clan, which is happy to have her. So hopefully, she uh, finds us decent to be around. <laughs> but they're not horrible people. I well, well, she'll find that out for herself. I'm sure on her own. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, we've got an American cruiser, Rochester, at Tier 8. Uh, this one says it's an Oregon City-class heavy cruiser, uh, which differs from her immediate predecessors, the Baltimore-class, uh, by having more advanced air defense. She's armed with nine 203mm guns and three turrets with powerful AP shells, has good concealment, is packed with the surveillance radar, yippee, another ship that can spot DDs. Also has hydro, defensive AA fighter, or uh, yeah, AA fire. Uh, however, her consumables have a reduced number of charges relative to her classmates. Uh, they said the Rochester will be most effective uh, in the battle for key areas with allied support. Thanks to her high salvo weight and improved ricochet angles, she can effectively deal damage to enemy cruisers and battleships at medium range. So she's got the super AP shells is what they're saying. It certainly yeah. sounds that way, yeah. And with 203s, she's probably going to be firing fairly quickly. So, yeah. Oh, at least within... 12 seconds, 15 seconds, which I think the Baltimore fires at 12 or 15 seconds. Yeah, and these all look to be premiums by the looks of it. And there's one more uh, at Tier 9, of course, Tier 9. This is a French cruiser, the Carnot. Um, well, the Carnot. If- <laughs> well, being French, they don't pronounce T's, remember? I know. <laughs> Romando, you're right. It's not a car, it's a boat. Right, yes, yes. It's a boat. <laughs> We've already pissed off the French a long time ago, remember? I mean, (laughs) right, that's true. Sad trombone noise here. Well, say what you will about the French, but I enjoy the heck out of playing their ships. I really do. Oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. So, anyway, one of the designs of a super heavy cruiser that preceded the Dunkirk class battleships. The Carnot is armed with 10 305 millimeter guns in three turrets. So, we must have what, a 334. Yeah, it looks like uh, you've got one three on the back, one three on the front, and then uh, the mid turret on the front is four. Yeah. Um, she stands out for her good survivability, nice ballistics, high cruising speed. She's equipped with solid selection of consumables. Your choice between hydroacoustic search, defensive AA fire in one slot, and fighter slash spotting aircraft or engine boost in another slot. Yeah, I'm sure most everybody's going to take engine boost. Well, she's designed for long, longer range combat, and if necessary, can quickly flank or take advantage uh, position for firing. So that's not a surprise. I mean, a lot of the French stuff moves fairly quick. Her battleships are faster than most others. Her, her cruisers can move around. 
I mean, on, on some of them, you even have the extra engine boost to, to kick around, and, and this one is an option as well. So, I mean, you can really fly out of there if you get into some trouble. So, But if she's got good survivability, this might be worth looking at. Well, I mean, her base firing range is 19 kilometers. Yeah, but you see the reload time is 24 seconds, so it's yeah. like a yeah, cruiser, it's... but it's a battleship yeah. kind of hybrid. Right. Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe this would be an improved Bayard, which is one of the most, in my opinion, underused uh, cruisers in the game, but just extremely effective. I That's one of my go-to uh, cruisers at Tier 8, and I'm thinking this is probably like an improved Bayard, but it's not. This looks like it's in like she's in a class all to herself there with the the twenty four second reload and no reload booster. That's kind of unusual for the French line to not right. have a reload booster. Right. It's well, kind of a they gimped Dun, Dun, yeah, gimped Dunkirk. Yeah, they just said that it's a predecessor kind of to the Dunkirk. So, uh, what tier was it supposed to be again? Eight, nine, nine. nine. Yep, nine. Hmm. I don't know. I'm getting Strasbourg vibes all of a sudden. Nah, but, like I mean, maybe. if it's supposed to be a cruiser, it sounds like it might be more maneuverable. It has more guns, so it it might be viable, but I'm still really butthurt that the Strasbourg is just Dunkirk, but a tier higher. Well, That's maximum, it. Maximum speed so, says says it's 34.5, and the rudder shift is 14.4, and surface detectability is 15.3. Throw some steering gears on that, and you got a DD again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, close. Well, keep an eye on it for sure. I'm my eye. I'm going to keep on is the Rochester coming out. That's fits. In. Of course, I like the Des Moines class, but that fits right in there with you know, like the Wichita and uh, this almost like looks like a Wichita, but with super heavy because the Wichita does not get the super heavy. But yeah, no, a lot of good stuff on the horizon though. Yeah, looking at the notes for it, it's 4190 hits, hit points, 27 millimeter plating, 15.9 kilometer bat main battery range, reload time 11 and a half seconds. Oh, 11 and a half. That's, that's really good. Uh, well, it's turn radius for uh, uh, the turret turn radius is uh, 30 seconds. Dispersion is 142 and a 2.0 Sigma. Oh, that's not well, bad. I mean, yeah, it's, tight, it sounds pretty good. Patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, max speeds 33 knots rudder shifts 10.5 surfaces 12.1 I think uh, I think it's going to be a real interesting ship especially if they uh, do a tier 9 clan battles uh, soon in the future that's going to definitely be one to look out for well and then they've got another footnote down below it that says they have a Connecticut has been added to the test uh uh, well, the uh, the test server, I would assume, is uh, testing the combat effectiveness of the U.S. battleships during close combat. This ship is a Vermont counterpart with reinforced plating and lightweight shells with higher velocity but lower damage. So, who knows? We may have another American battleship out there, too. So, hmm. I'm kind of curious at the term combat effectiveness in close combat. So... Is this going to be a secondary? Like, I mean, are we looking at a a, a new Massachusetts here, or maybe, I, maybe, yeah, I don't maybe, know. That's maybe they thinking. Russianize their 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 guns a little bit. It sounds like a little bit lighter weight, so they don't have that heavy AP that the the Americans do. But they've upped the uh, the speed, 
So maybe they'll, it's a Citadel machine if it can withstand a bunch. It should be interesting to check out when it comes. Well, close combat. Yeah. I mean, in order to get close combat, you have to get close. And if it's the counterparts of the Vermont, you're never going to get close. Right. Right. <laughs> well, now there's this little little thing here in 10.6 that I saw, and I've heard some rumblings and grumblings about it out there. And uh, I'm curious what you guys all have to think about Soviet aircraft carriers coming in 10.6. Sure. All carriers can burn and... <laughs> I knew that was going to be your response, KJ. I just knew it. Um, I, I enjoyed carriers. Uh, they're kind of fun. Uh, I, I miss the RTS carriers a lot still. Yes. And I will never let that die. But uh, uh, these new carriers, definitely uh, from what I heard about them, sound like they're going to have a very high skill ceiling. So yeah, yeah. If you see someone in one of these, either they're really good or they're going to be really bad. So either it's a good day for you, or well, you already plan to have a bad day because you saw CV. So right, hey, right. No, right. You're not disappointed. Well, you know, it's all going to be flavor of the month the first few weeks that they're out, and people will be rushing up the line. So you'll see a lot of them, and then it, it'll be like after the hype wears down. That's where I think. The uh, like you said, the skill ceiling. That's where I think all of your good players who are, have the skills to match it, um, you'll see them stick with it. But I don't know. I'm I'm keeping my uh, my jury is going to stay in. I, I spoke out a lot about the German carriers, and I don't know. My 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 uh, jury is going to stay in deliberation on on these till I get some more info. Well, we do like we do have a little bit of info here. Um, They've got four of them, a tier four, six, eight, and ten, just just like the rest of them. Uh, the Komsomolets is tier four. The Sirov at six. The Pobita at at uh, eight, and the Admiral Nakamov <laughs> at ten. Um, yeah, they got pictures and all kinds of pretty stuff. But the key features is is what kind of caught me. Each squadron consists of only one attacking flight. So that's already kind of a, a, a gimped thing from all the other carriers, but no pre-drop for you. Yeah, yeah, no pre-drop, or you're going to end up going right back and landing and launching something else. Um, <laughs> Soviet aircraft carriers have a small number of aircraft carriers and or aircraft in their squadrons, uh, reaching up to eight planes at tier ten. Beginning at tier eight, the planes are equipped with rocket boosters, similar to ISA or the Ise and the Tone. Uh, rocket boosters are automatically activated during takeoff and give a short-term increase in speed. So it sounds like they'll get to you a little faster, but there's not as many of them. Um, all planes have a small amount of HP and low cruising speed. The repair squadron consumable is available to, looks like, Tier 8 and 10 bombers. Um... Torpedoes carried by torpedo bombers have long range and long arming time, so you're going to have to drop them early, it sounds like, which is going to also make it a little harder because the ships will be able to maneuver, unless they're super fast, I guess. That just makes me laugh because everything else on the Russian side, their torpedoes are short range. 
Right. Yeah, they save the long-range <laughs> stuff for the aircraft. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, attack aircraft on tiers 8 and 10 are armed with HE rockets, the equivalent of the U.S. Tiny Tims. So the rockets are going to hit pretty good, sounds like, Yay. since there's not as many of them. Uh, at tier 4, uh, has standard aircraft types, starting from tier 6, the Soviet aircraft carriers carry skip bombers with HE bombs instead of the standard dive bombers. And there has, it is. And There's it has the gimmick. good ship mm -hmm. concealment, so it's going to be hard to spot as well. I knew it was going to be something, and there it is. Yeah, it says the concept of the branch is one squadron, one attack. So, interesting. And but. the skip bombers, the ordnance is going to be armed with stellinium fuel that is ever, ever burning with like a 90% fire chance. Yeah, well, and it makes sense because it says to play effectively, squadrons will need to make a lot of brief flights at short to medium range due to their low cruising speed. This is helped by the good's concealment of its ship and the president uh, the presence of rocket boosters on the planes i'm struggling with words tonight jeez I saturday am the president of rocket boosters president of rocket boosters yeah 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 and it says squadrons are vulnerable to aa due to their low hp and each plane uh, each lost plane reduces the total damage that can be dealt to the enemy the new ship skip bombers and torpedo bombers can use their long range to avoid staying uh, too long in the enemy AA zone, so there's the reason for that. However, in this case, it'll be easier for the enemy ships to evade attack. So, I don't know, interesting. Uh, and, of course, with the new tree, they have a premium at Tier 8. Uh, Fast-moving large aircraft carrier based on Project 71B of the late 1930s. The Shikolov... Uh, it's armed with an aviation similar to the researchable Tier 10. Each squadron consists of only six planes. The ship is also distinguished from other Soviet carriers by its available selection of squadrons. Torpedo bombers, skip bombers, and dive bombers. It's best used. Yeah, it's best used for dealing damage to low mobility targets and supporting allies in the key or in the fight for key areas. So... A lot Another. of talk about them. I mean, it sounds like it's a hybrid of, of some of the other stuff we've seen, but holy moly, it's a lot going on there. That uh, that that carrier sounds like um, everything that a lot of people hate about bad carrier play already is a, a carrier that can't or won't go after the destroyers. Exactly. Now we have one that can pretty much do nothing to a destroyer unless the destroyer is not moving. Right. It sounds like he's going to have to focus on battleships, which I'm honestly, if I see a Russian carrier on the other team and I'm in a destroyer, I'm not going to be too concerned with it. You know, it, same with, with the, the Germans, honestly. They do so much more damage on, on battleships and cruisers. And uh, I know when flying those myself, I found it's better to go for the slower moving targets anyway, and you can do a lot more damage. You get citadels and all kinds of stuff. It's those quicker moving ones that you got to watch out for because you can't really hit them. They squirrel around pretty good, and it's it's tough. I mean, as any, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh well, we can't do this again. Yep, uh, yep. <laughs> the, du the dueling dueling microphones. Okay, so I'll go. Um, has have any of you been on the receiving end of skip bombers? Um, tonight we I, saw 
moment that I can recall. We saw a lot of them tonight. So some of us uh, in the chat room have. Uh, by the time I saw Skip Bombers, I was in a destroyer. So he wasn't coming at me at all. So if you're a battleship player or a cruiser player, um, I'm just going to tell you if a Skip Bomber squadron is coming at you and they and, and they manage to come around and hit your broadside, which is not hard to do in an aircraft, you're going to be put on fire. And not only one fire, you're going to be putting out multiple fires. And so word to the wise, if you're being focused by skip bombers, save your repair party for when that thing hits you. And you know what's going to happen is they're going to hit you. You're going to get knocked with about three fires. And then as soon as you put those out, they're going to that that CV pilot is going to turn right around and come at you again. And so... I don't know. I, I mean, the skip bombers, if you're on the... Re I don't know. It seems a little overpowered, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, seems to be a new trend coming out in aircraft types. Um, I was going to talk about the the Issei torpedo planes, um, but I don't remember exactly what I was going to say about them. Uh, but much like the Russian uh, planes, you only get one attack squadron of them. Uh, it's a consumable of sorts. Um, so you get one chance to go out and get your damage in. And if you lose any planes, well, you've lost uh, chances for damage or your torpedo spread. So it's important to for that to get through that flak and get down to hit, especially in the USA because the torpedoes are so slow. They spread out so quick. And they don't do a lot of damage, so you have to drop them like right on top of the ship, practically. Uh, and if that's going to be the mechanic for a lot of these Russian ships, um, I think that's just going to further elevate that uh, skill ceiling. And you know what? I, I welcome carriers that are harder to use because this way um, people can stop crying about having a carrier on the other team. It's like, well, they obviously can't hit anything, so why are you crying? Yeah, and to answer your thing about how much what the fire chance is, according to what I'm seeing here, the fire chance is 49% chance on the skip bombers for the Russian side. Oof. But but that's unadjusted, though. So right. you can pump that up right. at least a couple percentage, meaning Correct. Correct. if you get hit with a flight of skip bombers, guaranteed you're going to get you're going to come away or, or cruise away with at least one fire on your ship. Minimum. Correct. Correct. I mean, just, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, I mean, I enjoy it. It's a great gimmick. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the Russian carriers and how uh, they're going to capitalize on the whole skip bomber thing. I, I'm not going to sit here and doomsay and say it's the beginning of the end, but it's, it's, um, you'll see a shift in the quote unquote meta once these um, skip bomber guys start coming out um people shifting from you know uh, gone is the day of the dead eye where every you know there was 50 battleships in the queue to like all of a sudden battleships are going to be scarce again because nobody's going to want to sail against the, the skip bomber carrier you know i, I do uh, like go ahead cyber well I I, just, go yeah. ahead go ahead go ahead and i'll finish off it was yeah i was gonna say i like the the fact that they're kind of encouraging the carrier to get closer into battle instead of hiding in the back as far away as you possibly can in the corner of the map. Um, I think that is their answer to people saying, well, carriers don't put themselves at risk at all to do damage. So it's like, well, 
to be effective with this one, they kind of have to be a lot closer. And they're probably going to find out if they play it like a normal carrier, they're not going to be doing the same kind of damage that they used to. Right. And, and I was I was going to add, you know, getting into a DD and jumping into a game and seeing carriers, you're like, oh, great. I wish I was on a battleship. I'm not going to be able to say that anymore in a battleship. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they're trying to do is is say, you know what? Enough with the enough with the carriers hunting DDs. Let's let them hunt battleships and and in a way, it's a roundabout way of making people play more cruisers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I got nothing, man. That's that's my best guess. <laughs> yeah, it'll, like a commercial. it'll be interesting to see. Um, and of course, you know, to, to everybody out there, this is all in development. This is all work in progress. So before everybody starts getting your, your doomsday cloaks and your Holocaust, you know, cloaks on and ringing the bell and all that, this is all work in progress. So. Yeah. With that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and before we launch into our deep dive segment, I wanted to check and see what you guys thought. Grand battles are out, they're live, everybody's doing their thing, and what do you think? I haven't bothered with it. It's not something that I'm super excited about, but I mean, it's 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 there. It's uh, <laughs> what does everybody think? It sounds like we've got a meh already coming out of the chat room. So it's uh, it's a DD's paradise. Oh yeah. Uh, case in point, when you get in, there's all you see: five battleships, five destroyers, four destroyers. That's it. That's all you see. Uh, everyone is trying to play battleships. Um, I go in with a uh, uh, my Haland, and I think I got 17 torpedo hits in one game. Um, I had like 154,000 damage done one game. Like it is. Uh, it is amazing to be a DD uh, and with with the knowledge of how to play a DD. It's great. Uh, as a battleship, it can be bad if uh, you get on the wrong side of either of the super battleships. Otherwise, the super battleships are well, that mechanics interesting. The uh, That's about the best part about it. Yeah, so Backstory, real quick backstory. Um, I picked up the Shikishima as my first steel ship um, a while back, and I know Nightmare got his couple of. When was it, Nightmare? A couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. Uh, yesterday, actually, uh, with you. Right. We talked so, about it. I'm like, I'm gonna get it now. Click, and here we go. But, uh, you know, most most fun in a boat that I've had in a battleship a long time. But uh, anyway, so Nightmare and I team up like, hey, we're going to go into those grand battles. And so we get our Shikishimas out and go into the grand battles. And then, okay, fine. And go through the mechanic and I get my intelligence report, whatever the currency is, and, and decide, okay, I'm going to get the, the, the IJN Satsuma. And I was the disappointment for me was... I, and I think I told Nightmare, I said, this is just a Shikishima with one extra back turret. I mean, there really wasn't, I I, it, I was expecting like this big grandose, you know, super battleship that, y- you know, it's going to take the entire 
team to cost it, it, and it wasn't. It was basically a Shikishima with one extra back turret. And so then we switched over to the Hanover. I had more fun with the Hanover um, because I like secondary specs. Uh, but uh, yeah, just overall, I, th- I think uh, one of our our uh, listeners in chat typed in meh, M-E-H, meh. And I think, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me is meh. I've only done it a couple times. I mean, it's been okay so far, but nothing nothing for me to write home about yet, anyway. I was actually expecting more something to like the A-Syncs back in the day. That was cool. Like, the only thing these uh, special si- ships have going for them is their uh, special gimmick, uh, a bigger health pool, and, uh, well, for the Germans, probably the biggest guns that uh, a German main will ever see. And uh, on the Japanese side, uh, better armored Yamato with Shikishima guns. But if you have a Shikishima, yeah. it's the only thing that really improves is you get another turret and your armor's better. Your cheeks also decrease, which is kind of handy, but you also have really powerful armor. Otherwise, well, it's uh, the same. I, I guess I was expecting more of the asymmetric battle dynamic where you would have one or two super battleships on one side and then everybody else would be on the other side kind of going against the super battleships you know and it would take a team of of 12 mixture of cruisers whatever destroyers whatever on you know on the one side against the two or three super battleships that's what i was expecting but it's not at all what the game mode is and so my honest opinion, I mean, it, it was fun for about the first 10 battles and then just the, the, the glitter, I guess, wore off. It wasn't shiny anymore. So it only took about 10 battles, but I don't know. You guys might like it out there. With the one thing I will say about it is uh, like with a lot of the events, the rewards are slightly better than playing randoms. So yay. And this is you, true. You get uh like every time you pl- uh, play one of the super battleships, um, I think it's damage dealt pr- uh, progresses a combat mission, and you can get uh, some camos out of it. And it's repeating until the event ends. So the only thing stopping you from getting an infinite supply of camo is the number of times you can use that ship. Yeah, that's what we kind of figured out was that you you could. I guess we found that that infinity loop in there is that if you you could repeat the combat mission over and over again and as long as you keep repeating it you'll you'll you could st- stack up that camo it's it's not bad camo it's pretty generic uh, like a hundred hundred and fifty i think or something no, it's, it's it's i mean it's not bad i just don't i i wouldn't see myself sitting there grinding grand battles mode but um yeah, I was expecting the asymmetric, more of an asymmetric play style instead of, you know, just kind of an even team on team. But, yeah, it is what it is. And, of course, we all know this is just another version of public testings for them to release something out in the future, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, it was fun. Yeah, like yeah. I said, it lasted for about 10 battles and then the shiny wore off. I was just going to say, I'm sure this is just a different way to involve the masses that don't bother to go into the test server and get their feel for two big battleships that they're thinking about throwing either premium or or adding them into the game at some point, one way or the other. And this is a different way to to get some feedback upon them, is, is my thought. 
Um, what was your guys' thought about the uh, the gimmick for each ship, the uh, decreased uh, dispersion for the main battery for the Satsuma and the um, insane secondary buff for the Hanover? So that part I liked. It wasn't too overpowered, and you actually had to engage in the game meaning you didn't get that buff unless you were actively like shooting at stuff and being active in the game so it was i guess for lack of a better term a good quid pro quo you know you do something and then you get something in return well let's move on from that let's let's go uh mando why don't i just turn it over to you have at her buddy all right so i guess we are going to deep dive Into economy and XP credit earnings. That's going to be our deep dive uh, subject tonight. And so I'll keep my eye on the clock to make sure that I don't uh, mumble lip and keep rambling on for three hours. But um, yeah, so let's talk about economy, economy XP, um, and, and credit earning, or more specifically, silver in game. And so hey, Mando. I guess the question that I have for you guys, and I know I get asked all the time, hey, Mando. What is the best way for me to grind out experience or to grind out credits in the game? And I kind of had my thought process on it. And for the most part, I was pretty right on. But in a couple of parts, some of the advice I was giving, I was, was kind of off. But recently, Wargaming has released out, and this is all public information if you want to do your research. Um, for lack of a better term, the secret rocket formula as to how actually to maximize your XP and your credits in game. And so... Basically, there's a bunch of activities, and the bottom line, I'm going to give you guys the bottom line up front. The bottom line up front is the more active you are in the match, of course, the more that you're going to earn um, base XP and credits. And contrary to the popular belief of, and we'll get into that in another deep dive as far as economy and repairs and ship costs, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, hey, if I'm the last player left on the team, if I go hide in a corner, I'll earn more experience because I'm surviving longer. It's not going to work. I hate to break it for you, but it's not going to work. You are, are going to earn less XP and less money. But uh, that being said, so what activities are rewarded in, you know, at the end of the game, when you get your little stat box pops up and says, hey, you got so much XP and, and so many credits. And they're basically boiled down to, um, in the in, in no particular order, damaging enemy ships. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more specifically. Discovery enemy ships. And kind of like if you're sailing along, you see that, you know, spotted ribbon pops up. That's where they're talking about discovering enemy ships. Uh, destroying enemy ships and destroying enemy aircraft. And for the longest time, I didn't think that that was... Um, you know, XP and credits were a byproduct of this, but you can get mm -hmm. more XP and more credits by destroying enemy aircraft. Um, also, capturing or defending, that one was pretty um, common sense, or blocking key bases uh, or key areas of the map. And finally, dealing damage as a result of your spotting. And so those are the main ways in the game that you're going to earn XP and credits. And as I'm rambling on to you guys, if you guys want to jump in, whatever got questions, just feel free to, to jump in as, as, as I'm rambling on. Um, additionally, there's a couple other different ways um, to gain XP and credits, which are rewarded for, and such as receiving 
or blocking damage. And here's where your battleship players come into play. Like you got those German, um, you know, those Kriegsmarine battleships with the turtleback armor. If you are receiving damage and you are blocking damage, like getting bounce shots or ricochets, you're going to earn more XP, more credits. And, and that plays into, you know, the, the ship type that you're playing. Um, a, another way that you will earn is potential damage. And so when you look at your end of game stats, it pops up and says, hey, you did, you know, and I'm just making these numbers up. You did 50,000 actual damage, but your potential damage was, you know, 85,000 uh, damage. You, you will get more XP and more credits based on the type of potential damage. And the sum of max damage, so basically that happens to your ship. So basically any shell bomb or torpedo that either strikes your ship or passes within a 700 meter radius around your ship that could have inflicted damage, you're going to get credit for that. And so for those of you that are out there in those destroyers, or if you're like me, I'm out there in my Italian cruisers and you're, you know, you're cutting and juking around and dodging those shots. As long as those shots are laying within a, like a 700 meter radius around your ship, you're, you're going to get credit for that. And so as you guys can see, the common denominator here is you got to be active in the battle. You just can't be floating out on, you know, the, the A line or the 10 line kind of put, you know, potato souping out there. So, I'm out there, I'm spotting, I'm denying caps, um, I'm trying to stay undetected, I can't hit any, but my, tor my torpedoes aren't landing, um, if I fire my gun, I'm as good as dead, because I'll be open to everybody and their grandmother, uh, and then I walk away with uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, next game, I go out. Um, I managed to get one torpedo, maybe a cap. Um, uh, a DD surprises me. I lay on my guns, and uh, uh, I managed to kill him and live for another couple minutes, and then the CV takes notice and kills me. Uh, get out of the game. I'm at the top of the leaderboard, and I died five minutes into the game. So the difference between those two is... Uh, I was more active and I did more things in the second game. Even though I died really early, the game lasted 20 minutes. Um, I, honestly, the, the whole XP gain in this still boggles me. Okay, so the big question that I'm going to ask you is, and I was actually going to get into it a little bit later, but since you brought that, it's a great question. And since you brought that up, the, the counter question that I'm going to ask you is, what ship type are you in? Are you in a battleship, destroyer, cruiser, or carrier? Uh, for this instance, let's go cruiser. Okay, so great question. And again, I was going to cover this a little bit later, but since you brought it up, and if this will help clarify, we'll dive down into this portion of it now. There's a lot of your ship class has a lot to do or a lot of um, uh, the type of ship that you're playing, battleship, cruiser, carrier, or destroyer. Each one is going to earn more potential XP and more potential credits in certain areas. And let's talk about those certain areas. The first area is going to be potential damage. The second area is going to be spotting. 
And the third area is going to be damage on spotting. So, and there's an actual hierarchy, and Wargames has released a chart out. And let's talk about potential damage, like potential damage output. The potential damage output, you're going to earn more XP and more credits in the following order. And that's going to be battleships first, cruisers second, destroyers third, and last, carriers. However, if you're talking about spotting damage, like... Um, damage on spotting if you're in a destroyer you're going to earn more credits per battle more xp per battle in a in a destroyer than you would with a battleship or a cruiser and so the damage on spotting is going to be in this order the the high priority is going to be destroyer cruiser and carrier second and battleship is going to be last. last and then of course the spotting damage meaning um it's going to be cruisers, destroyers, CVs, and and then battleships on the last. So to answer your question, um, Nightmare, in the scenario that you've given, it all is going to be class dependent on are you playing a destroyer? Are you, you know, because a destroyer is going to get more damage on, you know, you're going to get more experience on spotting than say you would potential damage. Because if you remember potential damage, destroyers are third on the hierarchy list versus first on the list. First. So it to answer your question, a lot of it depends on what you're doing, the activities that you're doing in the class of ship that you're playing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, the hardest part is uh, getting that spotting damage up, which is the best for destroyers, if I didn't uh, hear you wrong. Correct. So if okay. you're a destroyer... Because nobody, nobody wants to freaking shoot at your target, ever. <laughs> well, yeah. So if if you notice when you're playing in the game, and then up on the top right hand corner, it'll give you like the aircraft. Like if you're putting an aircraft fire, and it'll show you like a little aircraft symbol, and there's damage. Like I did, you know, forty five hundred damage to aircraft quick, or whatever. Quick interruption for that, Mando. That's only if you have that option turned on in the options. It's off by default. Okay, so so go into your options, and I want to say it's underneath the alternate battle face or battle. Uh, um, it's it's near that. It's under. That that same screen with the controls and your key bind at the bottom, it's a check checkbox. Okay, so go into that, check that, but it's a great point. Go into your settings. This is all the stock game settings. You don't have to worry about any mods or anything, and check that box, and you'll see up at the top right-hand corner. You'll see the amount of damage that you're dealing with um, aircraft, like anti-aircraft, and there's also another one that'll say the amount of damage that you're dealing while spotting. Um and remember, so let's go back to your scenario as a destroyer. If you were spotting, damage on spotting as a destroyer and you're playing silent and stealthy and just total torpedo boat, um, anything that's within your spotting range that you were spotting, you're going to get credit and you'll see those numbers tick up. And and so, but you have to be active as a destroyer. You got to be actually out there and active and kind of, you know, playing that cat and mouse game and staying out of things, you know, not getting spotted yourself. But anyway, getting back to... Um, back to the subject on hand let's talk about the most xp credits uh in the most like the activities that's going to earn you the most xp or most credit and i'll just throw this out there as a question to everybody all of our hosts out there does anybody know what the number one um in-game activity is going to earn you the most xp or the most credit at at the end of the game stats you guys got any idea achievements Anyone else? Mm, I'd say probably. Boy, I don't know. Citadels, burn damage, maybe dev strikes. I don't know. KJ, want to weigh in? 
I know you would think it's capping, but it's not capping. Uh, uh, God, I can't remember what it is now because I, re I remember seeing the video. Now I can't remember the video. You guys are all right on on the mark, as I like to say. You're sitting in the right in the right church. You're just in the wrong pew, so to speak. Uh, the the most XP credits that you're going to garner in the game match is inflicting damage. That's right. going to garner you the most XP or the highest. Um, Right. amount of and then of course like i was saying before if you're a battleship it's really gonna earn you some good money that's why you're seeing like the missouris and the musashis and the, the iowas and all that stuff if you're getting 100k plus a game with the right flags you're, you're getting some really good earnings coming in because inflicting damage right. and but, if you're going up tiered or hitting up tier ships too right yes if you're going up tiered um and we'll save that for the next segment i'm kind of keeping an eye on time here but um so inflicting damage, the, the second one is sinking ships. So inflicting damage and sinking ships is going to garner you the most um, XP or credits earned. Um, and I, I wrote down a note here. It says the amount of damage you inflict on a specific ship is not as important as the percentage of the entire hit point pool damage that, that it represents. And so... To kind of give you an example, if, if you have two targets, let's say you have a Montana and a Shimakaze, a destroyer and a battleship. If you deal 90% of the damage to a Shimakaze and you deal 90% of the damage to a Montana, you're going to get the same credits and the same XP for, for both. So the damage inflicted is based off of the amount of damage that you inflict to that particular ship at the end. Um, so At that same tier. At that same tier, correct. Right. Now there is, and we'll talk about that in the next deep dive as, as we continue on. We'll make this a two-part segment um, on next episode. But there is other factors such as up-tiering or down-tiering. Um, and we'll get into capturing and defending and um, percentages and contribution and all that. But that's gonna. I'm going to wrap that up for this segment of the deep dive um, going into XP and credit earning and as far as economy and um, we'll, we will uh, move more into that on, on the next episode. Right on. Well, and uh, I, I was going to say one more thing, you know, when we were talking about uh, spotting, spotting damage uh, points there, I have found in a destroyer that, you know, I, I have to echo what, what Nightmare says is, yeah, great, I've got somebody spotted, nobody shoots at them. But what I have noticed is, is if I'm smart enough and I, I'm in there floating around and I know one of them is like a radar ship that I've got spotted or it's another DD, I found hitting the F3 key and highlighting that ship and telling everybody, hey, fire at this target, it actually helps a little bit so I mean, at least the ships that are around you i mean there are a lot of idiots out there most people just ignore you and don't care but sometimes that little in-game message and people are like oh yeah i didn't see him there or whatever you know that's all it takes sometimes yeah. well and another thing to consider too is if you're doing the actual spotting like in other words you're getting that spotting ribbon to pop up um destroyers are going to get more so if you're out there in the destroyer and you're actively um pushing the line and playing that cat and mouse and you don't have to fire or you know do any damage but if you're actually doing getting that spotting ribbon and then um staying as we like to say in the military staying on station or you know and and yeah like cyber was saying calling out that f3 you're you're gonna actually earn 
put more potential XP and credits by keeping those guys spotted than you would say um, dealing damage. Well, I I do want to say that that makes a lot more sense about the uh, it's based on damage percentage because there's been games where I've sank three four ships and um, somewhere near the middle of the pack on the leaderboard and other people sank like one ship in there at the top for some reason yeah no you're absolutely right it deals with the amount of percentage of damage that you've done to that single ship because we all know that there's that situation comes along where you cruise around a corner and you know there's that um broadside you know whatever cruiser sitting in front of you and it's got you know a fraction of health left and you deal the killing blow and you're thinking yeah cool man i'm gonna get credits for you know it's not quite doesn't work out that way i mean more specifically and and i'm kind of segueing into next episode but just to give me an example like destroying an enemy ship will only give you one tenth of its total hp so if it has fifty thousand. Uh, you know, health, and you get the killing blow on the ship, you're only going to get one-tenth of the value of that HP. So um, it, it's more dealing with how much damage did you do to that specific target is where you're going to rack up more. Um, so basically, in, in, in gamers' terms, is when you find a target and you concentrate and you stick with that target and you keep, hit, keep hitting it, and, you're, and you are responsible for a large percentage of those that hit point loss, you're going to get your payout at the end of the match is going to be greater or as my son likes to say more better it's going to be more better dad <laughs> right well i guess that's good news for people who uh uh often do feel like they do all the work against the ship just to have someone come along and pluck that kill from their hands um yeah if if you did the, the lion's share of the hit point percentage you're still going to get paid out a lot more than the person getting the actual killing shot awesome well this was uh, quite informative and I'm excited for next week so I can figure out what the rest of the oddities that it is because at least now it's starting to make sense. Before I felt like they were just throwing wet noodles on the wall. A bunch of spaghetti and seeing what sticks? Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll talk more into it um, next uh, next episode because there's there's a little bit more that to discuss and then we'll, we'll tie it all together but that concludes the uh deep dive for this episode guys right on and uh there was a one other thing before we had to, to parting shots i wanted to you know i posted it in uh in our wolfpack channel and uh i i had some some good feedback but i still haven't pulled the trigger and and the situation is currently fifteen thousand dubs sitting in the account and I'm going to probably add a little <laughs> bit more. And I'm looking at a answers. premium. You just didn't like the answers. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I did. But I wanted no, to I wanted to put it out on the show. And, uh, yeah, I'm not buying a Friesland. End of story. So. <laughs> I honestly think yeah. you'll really like it. No, I won't. It's a DD with no torps. That makes zero sense to me. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I brought up what was it the Marco Polo the Palmer and the Aguirre uh, and those were the three at tier 9 I'm kicking around possibly tier 7 maybe tier 8 I don't know what I want to do so I wanted to throw out there and see what everybody thought maybe maybe all of you guys if you had you know 15 even 20k dubs sitting in the account which premium ship would you purchase and why 
Well, um, KJR, you're the expert on ships. You go for it. Well, as um, long as it's not a carrier, right? <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you? What's the tier you like to play the most of? Uh, I spread it around, honestly. Anywhere, right, from, I know. anywhere I'm, from six to ten. Although I'm finding I don't enjoy tens as much as when I'm in a clan battle. Outside of that, I don't really bother too much with the tens. I, I prefer six to nine, somewhere in there. Um, maybe seven. You know, that would save on some dubs, but. The only reason I was looking at seven is I don't have a ton of six or seven ships sitting in the port right now. Most of what I've got is is eight and up. So I don't know. I'm just kind of kicking around. But, you know, I, I've seen the Palmer out there. I've seen the gear out there. You know, I haven't seen much of the Marco Polo, but I'm just kind of kicking around. What, what do I want to do? And uh, I can't decide. So I'm bringing it here. I mean, the, the, the Palmer or the gear, I mean, those are both pretty solid ships that, that are out there. A lot. I mean, not not a lot, but I mean, I do see them, and they they work really well. I know Mando likes the. I've always liked the Pomeran. I do, yeah, and the Agir. In fact, I was just out with my uh, Agir the other morning with uh, Nightmare having a good time with it. This is last. The Agir is um, definitely a, a, a good tier nine ship. If you don't have the Alaska, it's a, it's a good slot to put in that Alaska <laughs> area. If you like cruisers, uh, I mean, you know, the Atlanta is always going to have my heart because it's a fun ship to play. But you have the Munchen there at Tier 7 as well. Uh, it's a, you know, a fun little cruiser to go run around and spam HE and hit things. It's also uh, really quick, too. Yeah. Like, you can uh, you can get out there in open water and go to town. Granted, it's not as... It, it, it maneuvers quick, but it doesn't, doesn't have the sheer movement power as a like a French GD does and uh, that uh, that tends to make me eat a face full of AP every so often here's what I'm afraid of is I know see cyber has got this extreme fascination and adoration for the Bismarck and the Tirpitz class battleships and so I'm I'm afraid you're lying you are (laughs) so misinformed sir I'm afraid that if you get the Palmern, which is what I would recommend on the list, that you might not be too impressed with it because it is well, very similar to that style of gameplay. And, and I, I saw um, you post that, but here's the thing: you know, when I was when I was reading that, you know, I didn't care. I, I never got the Turpets, but I didn't like the looks of it, so I never bothered. I did not care for the Bismarck. However, I really enjoy the Odin. So, maybe that helps. I, I don't know. Um, I was going to make a, a wild suggestion. Uh, either the Dunkirk, if you don't have it, if it's possible to get. Um, or the Hood. Again, if you don't already have it, or if it's even possible to get. Um, I have used both of those during my time as a turkey or a pirate. And both are really fun. The Dunkirk is a really strong uh, French battleship at that tier. Um, even up tiered, it's not horrible. Uh, and the Hood is um, a remarkable little boat for, for I think it's a tier 7. Um, it's a great, great uh, boat entirely. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, uh, it's a bigger... Uh, 
Belfast, mm-hmm. but not being a Belfast. And if the Belfast was an option, I'd say get Belfast. But yeah, oh. that's my thought. Okay. I uh, well, well, Paladin put up Druid, and I don't remember much about that one. What what is that? Another Druid is Atlanta? research bureau. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. You know, I. I didn't even think about the hood, and I love playing the hood. I had it out. The hood is more of a battle cruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got great AA. It's got a decent heal. Um, but ever since they t- you see the hood w- was, I know I mentioned it before. The hood was really um, kind of lackluster until they tweaked the armor piercing on it, and um, you can really it, it, the armor piercing is great now. So yeah, it. The hood is good. The Florida, I love playing the Florida, and that's a tier seven as well. So I mean, there's a lot of choices out there. But so going back to what you're saying, Cyber, if you enjoy the Odin, and I know I enjoy the Odin gameplay, then um, I didn't think of that factor either. Um, and the, I would, I would honestly say the Palmer does play a lot more like the Odin than it would the Turpets or the Bismarck. Do you have the okay. Abruzzi? No, because I, 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 I used to have the Dolsta, but I, I I don't have that anymore. Okay. Oh, the Abruzzi. That thing has rail guns on it. Yeah, I was going like to say, I mean... 1,000 like, meters per second. Yeah, if you like the... you, I know you like the Italian cruiser line, so... Yeah. The difference is, is that the Abruzzi has high explosive. It doesn't have SAP, though. True. Well, that's okay. Well, I mean, that's like the Roma. You can still do great damage in the Roma. Well, and see, that was another one that's been on my radar a long time. The the gear has been on the radar a long time. The Palmer just says it 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 has been added to the game, kind of popped in. Same with the Marco Polo; those were the first three that I thought about. And uh, you know, that other one too is 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 something that I've considered for for quite some time. And I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ships. The the Roma would be an interesting ship. It's one that it's always kind of thought about but you just don't see a lot of it so i don't i don't know maybe I, it'll be another week or two before i even pull the trigger but we'll have to come back to it but it's certainly uh that's why i wanted to bring it here and and discuss see what the guys in the, in the chat room and gals uh decided in the chat room and and maybe we'll yeah. have a you know they can email the show you know tell yeah, me what to buy show, definitely <laughs> Well, let's head to parting shots then. Uh, let's start with KJ. All right. Uh, really, basically, the thing I for parting shots this week is for those of you that are fathers. We are recording this during or getting ready to be Father's Day weekend, or it is Father's Day weekend actually. And uh, Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. You, Cyber, Mando. Happy Father's Day to you. Um, I'm kidding. I was going to say, I don't think Nightmare has any. No. But as far as I'm aware, no, I don't. He knows of anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that he's bidding to. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's mainly it. I mean, just uh, happy Father's Day to everybody. Hope everybody has a has a good, relaxing weekend and, and everything. Um, yeah, he says he has, Paladin put in there, says technically he has one child. That's being his cat. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. I'm, you know, kind of looking forward to uh, some of the additions to the uh, with the with the Dutch cruisers in there. Like I said, I've played the tier four that I got from the Twitch drop, and it's it's interesting. Like I said, I haven't played very many games in it. Um, I know it's not supposed to have that great of an AA, but I've walked out of there. I mean, again, I know it's tier four, but I've walked out of there shooting down fifteen planes every time I've played it. So I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see how that's going to wind up being. All right, nightmare. 
I, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I will remark uh, that I live in Arizona and uh, it has been face meltingly hot out here. So uh, with that reminder, it's summertime. Please hydrate, drink lots of water. Even if you don't think you need to drink water, please drink water. Um, the heat can do very bad things to you. And at the very least, uh, drinking water will uh, help keep you focused and uh, make you stop doing stupid things in the game that you probably uh, don't want to admit to or don't realize you're doing. So uh, hydrate. Hydrate or die. So hydrate will keep you from becoming a potato is what you're trying to say? Well, a baked potato at the very <laughs> least. <laughs> Manda, what do you got? As promised, I got my names for the week. Um, I, I promised five names this week, so I did in my encounters playing the game. So I'll put them up in chat here in a second without any particular order. And I'm going to throw this out there to our listeners. And yes, to answer the question, yes, I have given out weekend passes. I've had a couple of people contact me personally in games, but I, I'm going to kind of change the rules of engagement and say, from this point on forward, from episode 40 on forward, what I would like for you to do is email the show, email the show, thefullbroadside at gmail.com, and let us know what episode you heard your name on, and then we'll uh, I'll, I'll hook you up with the weekend pass, which is 500 doubloons and a couple of days of premium time. So without further ado, and without any particular order, my names of the week are Harry Botter, Taco Bell Microwave, Darth Gamer, Luke Skyporker, and the Zombie Response Vehicle. Put those up in the chat. If you guys, uh, if you know these players or hear them or, uh, you know, have them email the show, thefullbroadside.gmail.com. Let them know you heard it on episode 40. Um, that being said, happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, happy good uh, weekend. Like, like uh, Nightmare says, hydrate or die. And uh, that is my parting shots. <laughs> well, I will uh, also once again, uh, like everybody else said, uh, you know, happy Father's Day to everybody out there, all the fathers. Uh, this weekend we had uh, a lot of lot of guys and, and gals in the, in the chat room tonight, so a special thanks to all of them for hanging out and uh, keeping our chat room just busy. I mean, it was constantly flowing. I miss so much stuff because you know, multitasking here and there, trying to trying to do the show and i will also say one more thing words are hard, hard aren't they guys <laughs> you know <laughs> i talk english all these years never have a problem when i'm trying to get my point across but when i'm reading something and i'm recording for some reason they start to just trickle out and be all messed up and i i felt good tonight because mando was struggling a little bit nightmare struggle a little bit KJ kept quiet, so he didn't struggle too bad. So it's fine. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that way. yeah I'm, well, that's the reason why I keep quiet, so I don't have to struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Real, my friend. I, I learned. I learned a long time ago that uh, you know uh, to you know don't. Everybody might think you're a fool. Just keep your mouth closed so you don't prove them right. So you know. <laughs> yeah. So in in parting words are hard. <laughs> well thanks everybody for coming thanks everybody out there for listening we'll be back again before you know it take care until then bye bye